You're listening to Empowered Voices. I'm Zara Ahmed. This podcast is made by myself and Olivia Smith in association with Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. We will be talking about refugees from different walks of life and with different journeys. The people featured in the series were part of the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre's Community Advocacy and Power Programme. Through training, mentorship and intensive workshops, they learn to advocate, make change in their community and tell their own stories. To learn more about the program, I spoke to the organiser, Bharat Batur. Bharat is passionate about teaching refugees to speak for themselves. He's a photojournalist and public speaker on issues concerning them. Bharat himself has seeked asylum. He's from Afghanistan but was born a refugee in Pakistan and made a long journey to Australia by boat. As a person who has uh, a lived experience of seeking asylum, I was born as a refugee and also I was displaced again in my life and had to seek asylum in, in Australia. So as a whole, I had been a campaigner, like not officially, but on my individual capacity and have been involved with different uh, movements and organizations through my teenage and since then. Over the years, Bharat has written stories, held talks and photographed the horrors that many refugees like himself have and continue to flee from. Teaching others how to speak to be heard was important to him. ASRC had a, a similar program which was called Advocacy and Power Program, APP, and we had graduates and alumni from that as well. Uh, but then this idea came that we should run uh, a broader, uh, more in, with in, intensive trainings. People with lived experience and refugees are trained and equipped with the skills of advocacy and campaigning and leadership. Uh, to go and advocate in their communities, to become the emerging leaders or to become the leaders in their communities. So that was the idea behind to empower these people in in order to uh, advocate for themselves rather than like other people advocating for them. So they should take the leading role of, uh, of their issues and matters uh, in their own hands. The program launched in 2020 as a mentorship opportunity. Participants were paired up with a leader in their community. Then we match all the participants with the, with the mentors according to their projects. So, so uh, what advocacy project they want to carry on. So, so we try to match them with the right mentor and then they have a timeline of uh, month to two months to, to complete that advocacy project. So that is part of, of the requirement of this training. And that's how we match them with their mentors. And mentors, they help the participants throughout this time to how to develop their advocacy projects and how to meet the desired goals that the applicants have set for themselves. And over the course of four months, the program has given these people the tools they need to make change. When they started, so they were not sure how to do different things or like advocacy and campaigning. So they didn't have very much or good ideas about it. But now, since the completion of the program, we have had uh, people who kind of completed their advocacy projects and they produced podcasts and uh, they are leading campaigns and advocacy work about Afghanistan crisis and they are representing their communities to the wider Australian community and it is it is a sign that they have learned a lot and they have it has helped them to build their confidence and to boost their confidence and to 
to be an effective voice and leader of their communities. As someone with lived experience, Barad also learned a lot from the program. I'm learning, first of all, a lot uh, during these trainings, conducting these trainings and communicating with all these amazing participants coming from different states, so, as well as the mentors and the trainers. So it is a personal development at the same time, but also a very a sense of belonging or like having a, a, a wider or a bigger community or family in different states. Like all these graduates are uh, amazing. And uh, we recently finished our uh, Melbourne and CAP tra- uh, trainings. And like all those applicants are already in the field and like campaigning and advocating for their uh, communities. So this is great to, to have those connections now. And like, I feel like a lot more empowered as well. For instance, now with Afghanistan's campaign, it is amazing that all these uh, people who are from Afghanistan and have been trained through this program and like they are leading their campaigns and, and, and their movements in different places, which is amazing to see. For refugees, being able to tell their stories can be an empowering experience. To learn more about how they express their stories, I spoke to Sam Biddle. Sam is a photographer and visual storyteller for Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. A lot of what I do is, is taking photos and videos, as well as interviewing people and working with them them to, to share their story in, in their words and the way that they want it to be represented. And um, so it's, it's more of a facilitator sort of role. For so long, people without lived experience of seeking asylum have spoken for them. These altered narratives have supported government policies that have kept refugees in Australia locked up for the last two decades. For people seeking asylum as they come into this country and uh, go through the immigration regime, they're asked repeatedly to repeat their story and immigration officials try and poke holes in that. The assumption from the immigration officer is very often that they're, they're lying. And, and so telling a story yeah, with all of those sort of facets around it for people seeking asylum, to be able to tell it in, and for it to be heard in the way that they want it to be heard is so important and can be for some people a very validating experience. But it's worth mentioning here that this is an experience often complicated by trauma, trauma in bringing up things that happened perhaps in the the country in which they've left and also trauma that's ongoing, um, scars that remain, whether that's from offshore detention or even onshore detention and the uncertainty that so many people still face even once they're in Australia that that of course, as you you know, is not where the journey stops for, for many people seeking asylum. Often that's sometimes where the hardest trauma happens as inflicted by Australia's racist immigration regime policies. The process of storytelling is not just important for correcting false stereotypes, but refugees find that it is a form of healing. It's important to say that yet people seeking asylum or people with lived experience have been telling their story for a long time so often, but it's actually the mechanisms of media that have not allowed their stories to be amplified or to be heard, or other people have talked over them. And that that happens actually really on, on both the right and left hand side of politics. And so stories are so super important. And if you've ever heard someone tell a story of a situation which you were in and you, you noticed that they didn't really get the details right and there was a, yeah, they misrepresented you and it's actually not how it went down. I'm sure you've, you can think of an example of that where it just it makes you feel key and you really want to correct them. I mean, imagine that, but it's about your life 
and it's people lying about you. Helping refugees achieve personal agency through storytelling has been one of the Community Advocacy Empower Program's goals. Sam has found that many refugees he works with find empowerment through their ability to express their own stories. It's always yeah, really, really touching when people reply after seeing the story formatted, saying that they're really, really stoked with it and how it's come up and they can't wait for their friends and family to read it. In the following episodes, we will introduce you to some of these program participants. They will tell you about their journeys, their hopes and their reasons for making change in their communities.